you're right. Um, four unbeaten. Must be pretty good mood on the training ground. And has Michael Keane scored any more worldies this week? <laughs> yeah. Um, there's always been a good mood here since I got here. Um, you know, there's a certain way that I like the players to work and the staff to work. So I wouldn't say the ups and downs are um, too amazing. Um, it's just a, a nice consistency of, uh, to how we operate. And as regards Keno, yeah, it's uh, some goal, some finish. Um, but yeah, certainly worthy of getting something from a game when someone scores a goal like that. So he's not scored any more like that? Then? It's not something we work on with him particularly, driving forwards and scoring, but if it comes again, that'll be uh, pleasant. Um, United have three games in <coughs> six days. Um, kind of struggle a bit with that high press. You've talked about this relentless mentality. They're there to be got out. Yeah, it's not that easy. They're still a very good side. Um, they're, a, they're a side over the years, and the club actually has been very used to playing lots of games in seasons. So, uh, you know, there's some things that you wonder whether they might pay you back and might be helpful, but you can't guarantee that. So, as ever, my focus remains on us. It remains on our build-up and our prep um, and having the players in the right mental frame of mind, the right tactical frame of mind, the right physical frame of mind to go and deliver a performance, because that's what it takes every week in the Premier League. Um, and certainly there's some very tough places to go, and Old Trafford's definitely one of them. Now, um, I won't ask you about Dominic Calvert-Lewin, I'm assuming he's still injured, but just to touch on Ellis Sims, you know, he's got a brilliant goal against Chelsea. What more does, do you want to see from him to him to maybe start a game or get more minutes? Yeah, he's good to continue working at his game, continue learning about the game, um, which he is doing. We've shown him clips, we've spoken to him. Um, you know, he shared a view on what he thought. I mentioned that the other week and I agree with him. So, you know, it's a continued work in progress. But learning about the Premier League, it can take time sometimes. So when he gets his time on the pitch, that's important to him and important to us. Um, and making sense of it and uh, learning, I think, is the biggest thing for me as a young centre-forward or young in the Premier League, that is. Um, so, yeah, learning to earn his spurs and how the Premier League works. Anything specifically you really want him to focus on? Yeah. Um, Marcus Rashford, of course, has been brilliant for Man United. Have you got any ideas, a game plan at the moment, of how you're going to try and stop him? Well, we had the same when the build-up to the uh, Tottenham game with Harry Kane. You know, it's not about one player. Um, he's a very good player, of course, I know that, and so does everyone. Uh, but they've got a number of very good players. So it's about our team uh, ethic and our team belief in what we're doing. And you may have heard already, Frank Lampard's been announced as the interim caretaker manager at Chelsea. What are your thoughts on him coming back there? Fair play to him. I mean, look, I, I've never, I attempt not to question other managers at any level, regardless of situations. Everyone gets a job for a reason. I wish him well. Thank you. Thanks very much. Bill Tawee and Premier Productions. How is the squad looking, Sean, for the match in terms of people available and available? Yeah, pretty good. Um, Ruben missed out with a tight Achilles, but he's back on the grass training. Um, Dom continues his recovery, obviously. Um, Andros a bit more distantly. Um, yeah, so pretty good overall, and, and some players just carrying a few knocks and bruises, but nothing, nothing too uh, serious. When you have a moment like that goal from Michael Keane, you've had a couple in recent weeks. In fairness, what difference does it make in your preparation for the next match? I appreciate that you say that the mood around the place is is unaffected largely by the ups and downs, but the confidence and the belief that a goal at a moment like that gives you going to Old Trafford. Well, firstly, the mood can be affected. All I'm saying is we have a consistent way of working um, throughout the ups and downs of what we do. But the mood is obviously affected, you know, the feel-good factor of performing. Um, and I think the performances are generally good. Um, we, we've, you know, scratched away in some games. We've played well in others. And we've certainly showed a, a, a clear-minded um, sort of uh, spirit to our performances. And I'm pleased with that because it's an important factor in the Premier League season. 
Um, so, yeah, I mean, look, all these things add to something different. You know, Kino's goal adds a different feel to a, what was a strong performance, I thought. You know, 11v11, 10v11, 10v10 at the end, it was a strong performance. So I was very pleased with the performance level. Um, and that just added another um, feel-good factor to it. You know, the fact the fans get a reward for an outstanding performance from them. Um, as it has been since I've been here, and they get the award for staying behind the team and a fantastic moment for Keno as well. How much does it help you and the, and the buy-in from the players and the fans and, and everyone really for what you're trying to achieve when you get moments like that and you get points from, from matches like Tottenham? How much does it help the entire process? Well, I think what it does, it reinforces the words I use. It reinforces uh, in the camp, sorry, not through the media, but the words I use in the camp. Um, you know, I try and be authentic to my beliefs in football. And, and I do believe if you're relentless in your attitude in a, over a 95, 96, 97 minutes, however long the referee plays, then things can change. You know, and I, I think we're showing that that um, clear-mindedness throughout these games. Did it at Chelsea as well. You know, got a good point down there late in the game. And another great uh, response to going down and ten men and everything the other night against uh, Tottenham. Um, you know, these are things that over a season, I believe they pay you back. So uh, we've got to believe in it wholeheartedly all of the time. And the players are showing they do. You've been to Old Trafford many times in, in recent years. How does this Manchester United compare to the ones that you've faced in the past? They're all different. I mean, they've had a few ups and downs, but they're still a group of very good players. We know that, you know, and and it's very rare that these clubs don't have a group of very good players. It's just they have their own ups and downs with form and things that go... I mean, they were flying and then big, big result goes against them and then everyone makes a story out of that and then they recover and... You know, the end of the day is the thing I've learned about the Premier League, and the reason why I mention it all the time is, you know, not to be just straight back and everything. Is you can look at the opposition, you can make up all the stories around it. At the end of the day, it comes down to the whistle blowing and you being ready. And that's all my, you know, my talk about to the players is always about that. If anything else comes your way that helps, so be it. But we've got to be um, ready. We've got to be clear-minded in what we need to do to go to a place like Old Trafford and deliver. How much faith do you have in this group to go there and do that this weekend? I think I've had faith uh, since I've been in the building, you know, and, and some of the players are paying that back with the, the way they're working on the training ground. In fact, all of the players are. Um, you know, the squad mentality that I preach to them is, is important. And I think, you know, you saw people activating from the bench of the night, people coming into games, people wanting and being thirsty to, to affect a situation. Everyone's got to make a difference, not just one person, it's everyone. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. Thanks, Ian. We'll go to James Mountford at Radio Merseyside. Sean, we've seen the team respond well under different sort of scenarios. Uh, Brentford, when you took the lead really early and you, you saw that out, and, and then the last two games going behind and then getting something out. <coughs> Do you have like a, a scenario for for each game in terms of the game management? No, I think the, the, the way that we uh, want the players to be effective, um, it kind of... We're hoping it covers many situations, tactical situations during the games. You know, some teams do flex their tactics during the game. Um, we want a way of working that can be um, effective against whatever happens in a game. Um, so far, there's been good signs of that. You know, as I say, so far, it's not a, it's not a given. It's not a, a magic moment when they've sussed everything out. Um, but that open-minded and the, the, the open-minded is on the pitch to affect things. You know, if they see something, you know, because players are... Players are football bright. If I ask them at, at half-time, which I often do, what they think, they give you the right answers. So then I express them, get it changed while you're on the pitch. You know, Don't just always wait for half-time. Affect it while you're on the pitch. And I think we've got some players who can do that um, and, uh, and help while they're out there. And then, obviously, my job is to guide them at half-time and, and then feed back after the game to, to get us stronger for the future. A lot's been made on the outside of Michael Keane's resurgence since you came in. And James Tarkovsky, uh, has, been, has he been part of that? And, and how useful has that been 
and be, being a centre, former centre half yourself, having that chemistry between the players and the fact that they played together at Burnley? Well, they weren't quite as good as me, obviously, but the idea being that just the connection between them, um, you know, it, it was a long-standing one. I didn't change it for that reason. I just, I just felt that the change was was relevant at that time. Um, and Keno's enjoying his, his football. He's enjoying his training. I spoke to him when he got there. I didn't think he was fit enough and sharp enough. He's worked hard at that. Um, and he's shown good signs of that. But, you know, he's not the only player here. There's a lot of players who are working very, very hard at their game. Um, and, uh, and that's what we want. We want players to be at it all of the time. You know, every, every day in training, every time the whistle blows, we want a connected group who give their lot. And I think we're, we're growing with that. And while you're concentrating on yourselves, what do you make of the table? Cause it's remarkable, isn't it, that you've got eight teams separated by three points? Yeah, it is what it is. It doesn't, doesn't bother me. I've never really thought overly about it. The one I mentioned all the time is the one at the end of the season. That's the one that counts. Thanks. We'll go to Shamir at the BBC. Hi, Sean. Hi. Um, you made a point after the... Sorry, I can't hear you. I, can you hear me now? Yeah. You made a point after the game on Monday uh, about the players taking ownership. Uh, how much does that come from yourself and how much does it come from the players themselves? Well, I think as, as a manager, I've always felt that you guide them towards what you think is appropriate, what you think is good for them as individuals, good for the group. Um, <laughs> And then it's eventually you want it to rub off where they start. The, the idea of ownership is they start organising things. And so I don't mean tactical organisation. I mean, you know, looking after each other professionally, looking after the standards, sort of self-governing what we, what we lay down as being important to the group and the team and, and the expectation of delivering performances. So I think there's clear signs of that. I think the group are, are demanding more of each other, um, not just me and the staff, but obviously taking it on both in training and on the, on the pitch when they're demanding from each other as well. Have you spoken to Abdullah since Monday? Has he sort of uh, spoken to the group or apologised for what happened? Uh, no, he certainly doesn't need to apologise. At the end of the day, he knows you know you can't raise your hands. I mean, I thought at one point he, he might have snapped his eyelash, which is, well, that would have been tragic. Um, but it, but he seemed to be uh, responding okay. He knows you can't raise your hands in football. It's simple as that. Um, but he's a he's a he's a very strong-minded character, and I like that. He's worked very very hard. So. You know, at a moment uh, when it goes wrong, he's not going to be judged by that on me. How big a miss will he be? Um, and have you decided who's going to come in for him? Uh, well, we, we don't know whether it'll be a miss or not. Um, you know, you have to wait and see because it's a great opportunity for someone else to play. And the Spurs game took place in the evening where the fasting players were able to <coughs> eat and drink. Now, this game was taking place during the day. Does that affect any of your plans for players such as Idrissa or Amadou? And uh, are you w worried about any energy levels? No, they know they've got the support necessary. Um, you know, they they know how to conduct themselves. I spoke to them about it. They're quite happy with how they uh, deal with the the you know what their culture suggests they do too, and they've done it very well so far. I spoke to them again the other day just to make sure, and they said, "Yeah, we've got everything in place." And just one finally on a former player that you had about Veghorst at Burnley. Were you surprised he uh, went to United and uh, what sort of character was he for you at Burnley? He's very good. He, he worked very hard, very professional. Um, you know, different managers look for different things. You know, I, I certainly wouldn't underestimate him as a player because I think he's a very good player. That's why we took him at Burnley. Um, you know, different manager goes into Burnley, different manager, in, you know, uh, thought uh, Man United. And, you know, players, players deserve a chance. And, and he's, a, he's a very good pro. And uh, when I was at Burnley with him, um, I hope he's not such a good a pro if he plays. Thanks, Shamoon. We'll go to Carl at the Press Association. Hey, Sean. <coughs> um, consistency of selection is, I know, is, is a big thing for you. So that midfield three unit has, has done such a good job for you. How easy or how much of a challenge is it when you have to 
Do you swap someone out when they've, they've done so well as a unit? Well, we'll see because there's lots of good players here. I said that when I got here. Um, you know, I believe in them all. Um, and a different reason for an opening to come around, but they do. You know, openings do come around and it's who can step in and take it. So, uh, yeah, we're looking at the group and how we can piece it together uh, to continue with the strength that we show. And just on, on the, the situation around the bottom of the table, we've seen a couple of clubs you know, uh, lose their managers. Um, with, with your experience in this situation, what, what's the best advice you can give to your squad as, as you approach the last nine games? Um, I don't think it's advice. I think it's a day-to-day working you know, environment and how we go about it. I don't, there's not one bit of advice. It's about the mentality on a daily basis you know, and taking that into games. Um, so we, we work at a certain level in, in training. We want that to go into every game that we play um, and finding them consistencies that I've been speaking about for weeks. You know that, in my experience over a season, it pays you back if you find true consistency on the training pitch and in games. I think, I think what I'm saying is that, that when, when, when your name is referenced, it's always like Sean Dyche has been there, done it, he's had the experience of, of, of escaping relegation and some of these players had it last season, but not as much as you. <laughs> I don't think about. It. I don't think I've had to escape it many times. I think uh, I don't think we are now. We're just planning on not being in there. Different mindset for me. It's about the work that we do to the to progress the way we want to be, and I think that work is in progress. Okay, and just quickly on on, on Dominic, you said his rehabilitation continuing. Does that mean that he's he's no chance for the weekend? It just means it's continuing on a daily basis. But he's back on the grass. Thank you. Thank you.